Your voice is so loud. All right, I'll talk lower. It's been very good for post light, though. <laughs> yeah. Your voice being yeah, you gotta have that loud it's voice. Been, it's been a it's a feature. Unpause <laughs> recording. <laughs> Rich, Paul, big news this week. Big good news? Big good news. Big good Tell news. Tell me about the big good news. I quit. <laughs> you know, I, was, no. I, I meant to talk to you. I quit too. Oh my God. What a crazy coincidence. We're I know. Gonna, what are we going to do with but ourselves? But that's a good news quit. It is a good news quit. Because we've got great leadership at Postlight that has stepped up. Yeah, this is good news. We're, I mean, let's be clear. We're going to keep doing this podcast so nobody has to worry. Don't worry. Don't you worry. You're going to hear our dulcet tones in your ears for the Burrowing rest forever. Into forever. Your mind. But no, it was time. And we're going to talk about that. And we'll talk about, we want to introduce you to the new leadership. At Postlight. Pretty yes. exciting. Let's do it. I'm free. It's bittersweet. More sweet than bitter, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Paul and myself have stepped down from running the Postlight machine, Postlight right. business. You used to be the president. I used to be the CEO. And now we are both ready. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Co-founders. Co yeah, once again. Yes. It's a milestone, frankly, an achievement, cultivating and building a place where you can step aside and let others run it, I think is a really cool thing to do. It's something that's been cooking for a while. Yeah. I mean, we started talking about this well over a year yep. ago. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, this is an interesting moment, right? And I think we made a choice to handle it in a very specific way, which is to take our time, to be really clear with each other about what we wanted and what mm -hmm. we wanted to do on the other side, mm -hmm. to acknowledge and really feel good about where we'd gotten the firm. Like this mm -hmm. place is almost 100 people now. It's very successful, has a lovely office. We got it through a pandemic. We got it through the Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. We got it through all kinds of stuff. And then there is this point, and I don't know what the point was for you, but for me, it was just like, I don't need to keep doing what I'm doing as CEO. I don't need to keep, like, I, I felt I'd kind of proved my point. Yes, I think that's part of it. But I, I think another part of it is, it's funny, success at this scale tends to test you in terms of success equals happiness or success equals some happiness or less yeah. happiness as more success happens. The truth is we both were, we have been thinking about other leaders at Postlight. We've, we, I'm actually proud of this about Postlight. Partners can get fast-tracked at Postlight. Yep. We tend to no, we've grown. Quickly. We've grown a bunch of careers. We've grown a bunch of careers. And we are not alone here today, Paul Ford. No, the new other. leadership of Postlight. In fact, we asked to borrow the office to record this podcast. So who is that new leadership, Paul? Well, Gina Trapani is the new CEO of Postlight. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. And Chris Osako is the new president of Postlight. Hello, Gina and Chris. Hi. Hey there. It's awkward. We've got big, big <laughs> smiles behind these. It's a little awkward. No, I mean, taking power is awkward. It's incredibly awkward. Well, this it's, wasn't an yeah. ousting. We no, I know, yeah. but it's it literally... Wasn't a, it wasn't a coup. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's why I'm, you the know... The best kind of coup doesn't feel like a coup. It's really <laughs> soft. It's a real soft coup. <laughs> we should give an origin story here. Both Gina and Chris are partners at Postlight. They've been partners for years. They've worked together incredibly well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into interview mode. I'll pose this question to both of you. We were kind of cryptic, 
sometimes consciously, sometimes less consciously, about a clear path to this. Well, what we did do is we set up a group, which we refer to as strata, strategy group inside of the firm, yes. about, what, about a year and a yes. half ago? And that group is responsible for a lot of the things that Rich and I used to do, mm -hmm. which was sales, being one example, growth, marketing, Client relations, client relationships, quality. yeah, and managing the quality of all the all the deliverables in the firm. So all the kind of like things that aren't making products, but that you need to do for the agency to run, yeah. got rolled up. Yeah, because that's what we did as leaders. Yeah. and the two people who really naturally emerged, saying, "Hey, let me take more of that." This wasn't a very glamorous role when we yeah. created it. Yeah, were Chris and Gina. I will say this, and then I want to pose the question. This wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the dynamic that Chris and Gina have. It's worth saying. True. When you get to this level, the titles of CEO and, and, and president are pretty ambiguous, frankly. There are people that can fall into either role and clearly have all the levers. It depends on the company, depends on the culture. There are no laws that dictate. It's very different what you and I used to do compared to what like Satya Nadella does at Microsoft, right? Like it's, it's yeah. CEO as a title can be anything. Same can, with president. President tends to be a little more operational. That's right. CEO is very ambiguous. That's right. So we had ideas. Was it a thing where you felt like you wanted it? Let me throw it to Gina first. Like, okay, I'm seeing the possibility here. Because we were cryptic. Yeah, what was that like when you're you're sort of like, do they want me to run the company? Like, how? What what happened there? <laughs> it was very confusing. I mean, I could see that you were looking around and saying, like, who are the leaders that we have here? How does this business mm -hmm. scale? Mm -hmm. Or you only scale business with with, with good leaders who mm -hmm. can then mm -hmm. activate things. So it was very confusing because there are times when you'd be like, are you interested in taking more of a leadership role here at Postlight? And the answer to that question is always yes. But like, I would go home and say to my wife, like, I don't know what that means. And right. I, don't, I don't know if they know what that means. Or maybe yeah. they know and they're not telling me. Maybe they know and they want to hear it from me. I'm not sure. All there's of an the above, here. Gina. Yeah. All <laughs> of the above. <laughs> but it's like, there's an opportunity here. I'm the biggest, Postlight's biggest fan. I love working with our clients. A, a bad software deeply upsets me. I think that Chris and I really share that. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go for it. I want to, you know, see see what happens here. And then there was kind of a period time when it was like nothing really happened and you know it wasn't like grabbing yeah. territory and you were a little bit like do you want this or not and I was like well it, it was a yeah that a was road. a great moment. it was a conversation I, I want to dive into this for a second here it was a wonderful chicken egg moment <laughs> Gina looked at me and she's like so what's up and I said you need to step up if you really want to lead and she said well if you let me lead then I'll step up I'm like no no it doesn't work that way <laughs> like you have to like stall the plane when you're training, you got to do it. You got to show me you can do it and show us so that our comfort level is there and then we will do it. And Gina's rationale was, well, you haven't empowered me. So how can I do it? I'm like, well, I'm not going to empower you until you show me you can do it. And we went back and forth. <laughs> we but did. It, oh, was, it, this it was this a very moment. room. It was yeah. a moment. It was a moment, but actually it was a clarifying moment because I think you adjusted and I think I adjusted to some extent. I think it, that needed to be aired out because at this level, there's no punch list. There is no clear, like, yeah. okay, you know, we're getting nines out of tens down the list here. Right. And so it's a go. There, There isn't that. It's very human. At this level, it is very human. And that handoff is very human. Chris, pose to you. I mean, I've been working, let me just real quick with Chris Lasaco for 211 years now. <laughs> Easily. Uh, uh, it's been I mean, over 15 years. Over 15 years. My past, my last agency, we worked together. You worked at an acquirer, which was a media company, and then came over to Postlight. 
Chris is one of the most thoughtful product thinkers uh, I've ever worked with, but matured into an operational leader that thinks about all aspects of the business. Same question for you. Like, did you feel like, huh, I think I've got an opening here? Did you see a path? It was partially seeing a path. I think it was also the conversations that the four of us were having. You know, as the digital strategy team was maturing, Gina and I just naturally moved closer to the center of the business. We were right. thinking about the relationships. We were thinking about mm -hmm. the team. We were thinking about yeah. how people went on client engagements. Yeah. And it felt very like a, a very natural evolution. Yeah. And as we talked about, you know, some of the bigger initiatives that you two might focus on, which we can get to in a minute. Like it was very exciting and attractive to me to think about Gina and I taking the reins and saying, we see a future for this business. We're going to carry it forward and let you two, you know, make bigger bets, uh, which was really mm -hmm. exciting to us. Right. Worth saying out loud, when you get to this altitude at just about every company, there's a little bit of vying. There's a little bit of posture, like positioning, time with the power structure. Like how do I get good FaceTime with the people who can actually, people are ambitious. There wasn't a lot of that here. I think no, it's if anything, I, I think people to... avoided spending time with us. I think that that's. <laughs> Where, I mean, uh, the partners at Postlight are all pretty apolitical. Just, yeah. There's not a lot of politics or land no. grabbing here or like we all, we're all pretty collaborative. I don't know. It, it just isn't that kind of culture. It, well, it doesn't work with Rich and me. It doesn't, and it doesn't like, work it's with not, you. It, right. we, we actually, that is true. The, we find it really point. unappealing. Essentially, even though there is always power in the room, you want a peer dynamic because you're, you're focused on the work. That's right. And we really care about the work. I mean, I think that was yeah, one that of the things that, that drew Gina and me closer to what, what the business was doing was, you know, we like the work. I mean, it was so clear to me from very early on that Rich and Paul, like the thing that would, you know, gain your favor or have you look upon me as someone who can be capable is the work. And this is, yeah. I mean, this is advice I give to literally everybody who comes to me for advice in their career. You know, I want to get to senior this or I want to level up to that. It's like, just do the work. Focus yeah. on the work. Don't focus on the title. The title will follow. Yeah. Just do the work. Just show your value. Yeah. And Chris really has that same ethic. And I, I re that really resonates with me. And I think it's part of the reason why he and I just work together really Definitely. well. And we also both just really enjoy the work. I think people sometimes want a title because they have this like notion of what a title means. And then it gives them status and, you know, meaning in this world. And that's a dark road. You don't go down well, that road. You, people <laughs> always think, and I, I can't blame them because I used to be there too. You think there's secret knowledge in the world. There's yeah. something you're missing, some detail, some some system of rules. And yeah. like we work on this pretty hard. We try to make sure that we don't do that, that we aren't, that there isn't this like secret way to get promoted, but rather that it's it's pretty clear and you worked hard and you stuck around and you had some good days and some bad days, but they were mostly good. And then bam. You know, th stuff sh starts to happen, which in agencies often can happen pretty quickly. So I think like, no, we don't have that culture where people are, are yeah. sort of like plotting. Every now and steaming. then we'd be in this office and talking to somebody and I could feel people's eyes on the window. <laughs> that's <laughs> natural. I mean, that's natural. It's you know, utterly natural and, and normal. What's happening in uh, there? Yeah. I think a little tidbit of advice at this altitude, schmoozing doesn't work. That's right. Uh, at this altitude, it's not that you know, the bullshit meters up. It's just that we're so utterly consumed by the health of the business that telling me I have nice pants today. Well, in detail doesn't work. That I think, if anything, what made the leadership path clear to us was that you were getting less and less detailed, but more and more assured right. in how you were communicating to us. 
Yeah, yeah, I actually think we learned to do the opposite is not overwhelm you both with detail and, you know, grind through each little bullet point on the agenda, but instead say, here's what you really need to care about and don't yeah. worry about the rest. We got it. You were very confident in your own value, which actually is, you can make that up in your life and be like, I'm a genius, but there was, it was earned. It works for clients too. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they like true. It's kind of part of our job. That's right. Clients. No, that's right. What's the number one quality that you think helped get you here first, Gina? God. Well, I mean, she is a leader, so no, fine to put her in the hot These seat. are the kinds of bullshit questions that are going to get tossed to you now that yeah, you're CEO, true. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number one quality. I'm, gosh, this feels like a bad interview question, Rich. I'm like a like candidate interview question. I'm well, like, communication's really important. If you don't answer it, communication. <laughs> if, if you don't want to answer it, I'll answer it for you. <laughs> Wow, this is a great interview. <laughs> Says the owner of wow. the business who just wrote me to CEO. If you yeah, ever please. wanted to be the no, most I, stereotypical no. version of yourself, it's asking <laughs> an interview question. No, but I, I, I do think, look, let's lay this out. I mean, if Paul and I didn't give you these titles, you wouldn't have them, right? They were handed to you. Mm -hmm. And there were certain qualities. I think, first off, you're both incredibly complimentary. You have strengths that complement each other's weaknesses in a very, as frankly, it's just, dumb luck that we ended up here, uh, that you guys work so well together and you're complimentary. But do you have an answer, Gene? I still, I just gave you, bought you some time there. I can answer it for you I, if you want. I, I do. I do. There was a moment in my time here at Postlight where Rich and Paul, you were both very confusing to me. I didn't know what you spent your time thinking about or talking about. You were in another I, room with the door closed. compliment, Paul. And I don't know, in the kitchen or in a casual conversation, you said something about how you were a little concerned the pipeline, the sales pipeline felt a little dry. And I said, I thought to myself, I don't know what that means. I'm going to ask a little bit more. And that started a conversation that made the big shift for me, which is that I had to shift into an owner's mindset, mm. which is very hmm. weird and difficult to do when you're an employee mm -hmm. allocated to a project and you mm -hmm. just don't have a whole lot of visibility. Even to the notion of being you know, an owner or part of, of like thinking like an owner of Post Light the Business was foreign. It, you know, it felt like this giant entity that I was just one small part of, but I had to make that shift. And I think that once I started to try to understand, like be in your shoes and think like an owner and think about like mm. the, the business and, you know, outside of my individual emotions, ambitions, my teammates, individual, individual emotions, ambitions, mm. like look at it from that altitude. That was a big shift for me. And yep. I think that you two start to see me make that shift and go like, oh, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. What motivated you? Like most people, I mean, you're an engineer. Yeah. You have built a great career. What made you interested in even peering into that end of it, right? Like the accounting ledger of the bodega. Why bother? I mean, I co-founded a business that failed and that mm. will haunt me for the rest of my life. I failed at that thing. I'm very motivated by failure, by the way. That is That's something a, that would be, that'll be a black mark on my soul for the, for, the, for, the, for the rest of my life. Or a feature for a leader. <laughs> Let's be frank here. That's right. It was a much smaller business. It was a different kind Can of business. Can we share which, what that business is? Yeah, I've co-founded a software as a service business and company and product called ThinkUp. Interesting. And uh, you know, we didn't get the runway, we didn't get the, the growth and the mm -hmm. users that we needed. And we, we ran out of money. I hired all my friends, then I had to fire them. And then I had to refund all of our subscribers and say, we can't run this business anymore sustainably so to all of our up. customers and subscribers. Oh yeah. You didn't this, take this lightly. I, I, when I had coffee with Paul to talk about Postlight, I had just spent like two or three weeks like in bed feeling terrible no, about myself, kidding. unemployed with a failed business we behind were, me, having no idea what I wanted to do next. And I was like, we're at a coffee shop called Elk. Elk. And it was just yeah. this moment where I was like, 
I think you need a job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Paul's and I was career sort of like, advice. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a job? I mean, do I need a job? Yeah, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work out. Yeah. That's interesting. So your failure drove your ambition to kind of see how the mach- this machine, which is a very different machine yes, than the one you were at. Very works. much so. I was like, let me figure out how this, how this business works. This yeah. is an independent, profitable business in software. That's amazing. I also was fascinated by the idea that clients pay us money and then we build software and then the transaction is done. That's a very different model than where very I come model. from, which is like yeah. eyeballs and advertisers and VC funding and yeah. runway and, and all that stuff. I do recall one conversation I had with you because it was like, a, what do you want to do? And you just looked at me and not in a ambition, not driven by ambition or, or impressing on you just said, you were just utterly curious about how it worked. You're like, I just want to see how this works. I want to go inside and see how the machine works. And all I thought to myself in my own head was, God, this is not going to be very exciting for her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, do you really want to see how this works? <laughs> but uh, I think she liked going inside. Like she it was like those people who drive into tornadoes. Like she just wanted to go see and and see how close she could get to it. I mean, it's worth noting you took on like five different roles <laughs> at Postlight, which is frankly. A feature, not a bug, honestly. Like you saw all facets of it. I went to where the need was. I tried a lot of different things. I'll tell you, that shift from engineering to marketing, that was a real, that was a big leap. I just want to apologize for that. That (laughs) Here we are. Let's look forward. (laughs) Nothing against Uh, marketing. It's just not, yeah, Yeah. not for me. For you. Slightly different. I feel like I was mainly motivated by the work and getting more output out of myself, if that makes sense. Like I have been leading teams for a long time, but I started to think more about how do we get the most out of all of our teams and everybody Mm. that was here. And Mm. I really gravitated towards Core, this framework we have, mm. Q-O-R-E. I think there's a, a podcast or a couple. There it is, but it's core. how an article in a podcast. we evaluate yeah. every project for quality on a regular basis. And I remember this moment. You said, I'm going to take more. Yeah. I want to do more with Core. I really gravitated towards thinking about, okay, how do we make sure that, that everything is going really great and then our client experience is excellent, that our work is high quality and good and on time, and that resonated with me. And I think we were coming off of – Gina and I working on MTA and that feeling really good. And so it all just kind of clicked into place. And then operationally, I just can't help myself. Like I want things to be done right. I think Mm. that tools matter to the point where I have this crazy personal finance setup that maybe we could talk about in a a different (laughs) different whole other other story. But so similar motivation with, with this company. Like I wanted to make sure that we were doing Everything right, you know, that the operations were super smooth, that we were running things efficiently, that we that our spend was good. Like, I, I care about that stuff, even, even though it wasn't in my purview. It's a natural thing. I mean, to give everyone a little bit of background on, on Chris, Chris historically was just shipped out to our biggest engagements, like very big engagements where he would literally disappear from the office for long periods of time. It happened numerous times. And I think you had gotten to the to a point where if you weren't seeing more of the terrain, different motivation, but frankly, same destination as, as Gina, don't send me off to war again. I think well, you wanted to see more. You'd solved all altitude. the problems. Yeah. yeah. You know, the yeah. MTA was, was that one, I think, inside the org where, and we had some really big projects, especially early days, but that was one where it's like, there is no order of magnitude bigger than this unless you go to like in a you know like yeah. a five thousand. Paul, give the right one minute on what we mean by MTA. Oh, so for the New York City MTA, which is the thing that makes the subways and buses go all around New York City, 
we built a platform, which we call Mercury. You can learn about it on our website. But what it lets you do is notify people where they are on the platforms that they're on. That could be they're literally on the train platform looking at a screen and it'll say, hey, one train is going to be here in five minutes. Or it could be on a phone letting them know that there's a there's some issues with the Q train headed down to Brooklyn or through a lot of other different platforms. And so we built a tool that lets people inside the MTA use their knowledge, like literally the the symbols for the trains pop up and they can they can connect all of those dots for their users letting them know about outages issues challenges and th- this was a big sea change in how they communicate outward from the MTA it's very direct but it also sends a lot more information to individual users and this would not have existed without Gina and Chris being in there, like on the ground at the MTA, going to the rail control center, understanding every bit, and then staffing quite a few post-light people and managing that for a I mean, this a was an outsized time. project for our firm. I mean, this was a project that usually much, much bigger consulting firms would take on. Chris and Gina spearheaded it. Frankly, it was, I think you guys, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, solidified your relationship with each other, your working Definitely. relationship with For each sure. other on yeah. that effort. Right? Yeah. Well, and I, the listeners important. can hear, and this is the same, in the same way they've been listening to you and me, like, these are two different humans with complementary skills. Yes. Like Gina is like, I wanted to figure it out. Life is interesting. And Chris is like, I need to optimize everything. And it's actually like <laughs> yeah. the two of them together can operate, started to operate post-light. And, and what I, the way I refer to it is you ran the floor. Yeah. Rich and I were suddenly no longer running the floor. Rich in particular, me too. Suddenly we had new sales leadership happening, things like that, where things were happening in the company with no oversight from Rich and me, and they were starting to roll up to us. That was very organic. Now, look, there was this context of like, you know, where is this going to end up? And you guys were curious, and we were trying to figure it out too. This is an unusual org. Like, it's not a, a, a single it's not like there's a this is a publicly traded company. We're going to issue a press release, and you know somebody's retiring after 15 years. Like Rich and I are still, we still have a lot of stuff we want to do, but we also just saw that like floor was running pretty good, and I think for us, then our temperature started to come down. For you and me, I mean, people listen to this podcast. So this was a lot of like coaching of me going like, I don't know, I I think like me, you know, I'd talk to you, I'd be like, I don't know, I think it could work out, and you'd be like, well, there's a lot of risks. Yeah. And you're like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, you know, and like we talked about that probably, we talked through those risks probably for six straight months. Yeah. And some of the time, sometimes we talked to Chris and Gina about right. those risks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Chris and Gina were visibly frustrated and we're, <laughs> no, not, not, a, I think I honestly, I think that process was healthy because yeah. it surfaced our instincts in terms of laying out those risks, not to say, oh, you thought you had it, but not going to give it to you. But what it really was, was us articulating the things we think about. And that ended up being knowledge transfer rather than, oh shit, they're putting another blocker in front of well, us we here. Just, you guys were antsy, which was put us in a funny spot because no, we liked actually, that you were it's antsy. It's actually great when somebody is like, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Get <laughs> we like that you're antsy. And at the same time, and this is a piece of advice I want to share for people in Paul and my shoes who are letting go, which is you're going to need to let go. If, you've, if you're seeing this and you're seeing a path, there is never going to be this like clouds parting moment where you no. hand it off. Well, it you just doesn't exist. Like, Rich is like, if you give a dog a bone and it chews the bone too much, and you're like, okay, enough. I'm going to take this bone out and bury it because the dog keeps finding the bone. 
And then you come, you wake up the next morning, and the dog has the bone in its mouth, and you're like, <laughs> "How did you get outside? You don't have a key." Like, like, so there's a yeah. there's an intensity to you which I kind of thrive on because I think otherwise I would do nothing. Like you, you're able to mobilize me in a very specific way as a partner, <laughs> but like. No, it's for real. Like I just like I'm. I, Good morning, is, Paul. Ready to be mobilized? No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. Except it's more like it's, it's just, just the slack sound, like an increasing yeah. frequency. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. Rich is wondering oh, yeah. about where yeah. that thing is yeah. or what we should um, do about X. True. So like. That dynamic, if you, I'm sure for you guys on the other side, you're just sort of like, oh my goodness, they're never going to do this, right? Because which is actually part of the process is like figuring all of that out, having those conversations. I and mean, we just had a four hour meeting. If we hadn't had that six months, eight months of of like working it all out, that four hour meeting wouldn't have happened. Like yeah. it wouldn't have been structured. You wouldn't have known how to present back to yeah. us what we needed because this is a whole new world and dynamic. Yeah. So, Paul, why why are we doing this? There's a pro- Postlight Labs at postlight.com slash labs. I hope. Is, uh, <laughs> check the URL. <laughs> um, is a place where we kind of mess around and build stuff. And we've been working on something very, very ambitious, far and away the most ambitious project we've ever worked on. And we're going to double down on it. And I'm going to go put a lot of my time and energy on that project. I'm very excited about it. I can't talk about it yet. No, uh, it's not, not time to talk about it. I'm excited about it too. Yeah. I like working with you. We're going to, we're going to build yes. a great big product for the world. Yes. And it's exciting and it's, it's pretty far along, but there's a work left to do, but excited to share yeah, more. Yeah, no, we're um, still doing the podcast. Yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone exhale. Rich and Paul are doing this podcast. Yeah, Chris, Gina, we're going to hold on to a couple of things here. You know Actually, what's tricky? I the room we... we're in, bungalow. Who gets that? I think we that's, have to fight for it. Oh, this is yeah. yeah. like, yeah. 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 Hopefully you will be hearing more of Chris and Gina on this podcast. You I will be. be, a good you will be. We'll elbow our way in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should. All right. So, Paul, we're going to work together on this top secret project. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Paul, you got something else you got, you're putting a lot of your thoughts into. I'm going to focus on helping you with this thing. There's a lot to do, but I, I, you know, you heard of climate change, Rich? I have. Okay. It's big. It's, it's a big thing. It's very big. Yeah. And so like a lot of big things, you know, technology can really be helpful communicating and then, you know, understanding setting, it. Yeah. Letting people understand yep. how this yep. is going to affect their lives yep. or, or letting, you know, just governments communicating with people, all those things yeah. that you need to do when there's yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. So, so I've gone pretty deep in on this subject, especially over the last year. And I, I yep. see a lot of opportunity for us to do some really positive, meaningful work. Through technology. Through technology yeah. for clients. And you know, so, one of the things I think about when I think about climate change, I think about the Mayo Clinic website. The breakdown of symptoms, which yeah. is these are indicators of things going wrong. Yeah. And then you jump to treatment, mm-hmm. which is how are you going to deal with those things? Yeah. I feel like we're barely getting started on either side of this. Right. It, it's and tricky. technology is going to help there. We're very, very late, but every, no one is, there's nothing done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, All right. Well, yeah. we, we got to stay optimistic here. Oh, no, point. no. It's, it's yeah. everything works out for the best. Yeah. So Gina, CEO, Chris, president, you know, what are your aspirations here? Where do you want to take Postlight? Postlight's growing. We see tremendous opportunity ahead for this company. We want to double down on long-term product 
partnerships with our clients mm -hmm. and focus with them on making lasting change for their organizations. You know, okay. for the first few years of this company, our motto was, I think you referenced this recently, design, develop, ship. Yeah. We built you stuff. Very kind of blue collar. That's right. Yeah. Where we're going in the next phase, we still are amazing practitioners. We have the best group of product people, designers, and engineers you'll find anywhere, period. Damn right we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're going to partner with you, Client X, for the long term. We think mm -hmm. we can help you not just build a thing, but also iterate on that thing and understand your business and where your business might need to go. We're going to expand our capabilities to be a full service partner for you as we look ahead with you uh, to your future, not just ours. Great. Gina, do you agree? I absolutely agree. Clients are at the center of this, but also for our team. I mean, Postlight has been a tremendous opportunity for me to learn and grow and build my craft and become more of a leader. And I think that, you know, creating a place where other, you know, where our employees and our team members can come and grow and get opportunities to grow their crafts and get exposure to lots of different industries and to, and to become better leaders and more thoughtful technologists. That's the kind of place that I want to build here for our team. And we're, we're well on our way. There's lots more work to do and I'm really excited. I'm excited for this change. This is not something you can plan and then recruit into. Like it doesn't work that way. You can't just put the job post up and then you get to go hire new leadership for a company. You guys have just grown so much over the last year to two years in such like not just straight up, but horizontally and seeing so many parts of the business that you freed us up. And so we're excited to see where you take Postlight. Paul and I are going to take long freaking lunches, man. No, I don't know how not to work. You have to work. No, yes, we've got these yeah. projects yeah. and we're still close to Postlight. There's still a collaborative dynamic. But look, one of the things we value and Chris and Gina, I think, think about is frankly insulating us and doing their thing. And so we can do our thing. I mean, that's how you scale and that's how they're going to look for in their leaders as well. Look, it was um, also, it was an honor to do this. Like we had 90 plus families trusting us with their careers and it was really cool. It was great. Well, and it's I'm, an I'm amazing really, group, right? Yeah. It's an incredible, so, like, group. incredible, incredible like, group. You know, we're focused on this transition, but it was a hell of a job. I'm really glad I did it. Well, and we've learned a lot from you guys working as a partnership and seeing how you work as a, you know. So much. Uh, yeah. A pair. Uh, it's been incredibly instructive for me and I think for Gina too. As Definitely. As chart the path for the future. Right. Well, damn it. Yeah. Are you guys hiring? What are you looking for right now as you see Postlight grow? We are hiring. We're hiring across the board, but the thing most pressing right now is we're looking for a lead strategist, several lead strategists actually, to build out our digital strategy Ele team. Elevator pitch me what a lead strategist is. That's a pretty ambiguous title. Yeah. I would say the one-liner is building and maintaining good client relationships, okay. but we've got people, I mean, we are practitioner based. So if you come from product design or engineering, but you want to think more about the relationship side of things, um, you want to be an engagement lead you want to talk to new prospects about what they need, think on your feet, figure out how to, you know, come up with a platform. Collaborate with clients. Absolutely. Yeah, put on those, put on, get in their shoes, put on their jersey, really understand their plight. Sounds like classic consulting-ish type of stuff. It's a it's a flavor of that for sure, but it's our take on it. You know, we're, we're rooted in really good products. So in delivering be, the actual thing. That's yeah. right. How, how can people apply, Chris? postlight.com slash careers. Great. Oh, that's a great URL. Guys, congratulations. Yeah, good work. Uh, we're proud of you. We're excited you're where you are. 
Paul, congratulations. I love working with you, my friend. Oh, man, me too. We're going to work together forever. There's actually, every now and then you turn to me and go, you know, I'm going to work with you for the rest of my life. And I go, (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) But then, then there, actually, now I'm like, Hell yeah! All right. Now that now that we don't have to run post light every it day, took I'm you like, a minute Whoa. to really realize the value. No, of I do. Together. I really, really do. <laughs> okay. No, look, congratulations to you too. This is uh, it's been a hell of a ride. It's nowhere near over. We're still very much here. Yes. But we have two great season leaders to get this thing like just solidly on next level. And that grow, shit growing yes. and growing. Yes. So everybody, get in touch if you need anything. We're still here. They're here, and we would love to hear from you. Hello at postlight.com. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.